You're listening to Animated Opinions, the only podcast to be shot into space. I'm Melanie. And I'm Emily. And today, we're going to find out what happens when chimps go into space, and they're called the Space Chimps. Uh, I I don't know if they were necessarily called the Space Chimps, but the movie was called Space Chimps. uh, They said it. In the movie, they said, we're Space Chimps, about... Oh. I want to say 25 minutes in, and that's see, when I said, all right, turn it off. See, 25 minutes in, I think I stopped paying attention because this movie has a lot of, like, weirdly, like, plot filler. <laughs> like, it's it's important, and you should be paying attention because it's relevant. But at the same time, it acts so much like filler that you just can't bring yourself to focus. The movie very technically has an A, B, C, and D plot with the A and B plot crossing into each other. What was the, what were, there were other plots? I'm sorry, you're, I have clearly not watched the same movie at all. So, I'll draw you a plot diagram when we're into the plot summary. At any rate, Space Chimps, a July 2008 release, made entirely in Canada on a budget of $37 million. It grossed... million. Okay. Are we sure that it was done in Canada? Yes. Both animation studios were Canadian in origin. Um, they do have other... Well, no, because Vanguard is headquartered in West Hollywood. Uh, It said they were... The British Columbia part of Vanguard animated this movie. Because, like, the thing that led me to believe that it would have been the UK would be the fact that it had a theatrical release in the UK. The sequel had a theatrical release in the UK. It did. In addition to having a separate uh, distribution company for the UK. Well, it could be because Stars owned it. And, like, Stars obviously has stakes in the UK. I don't know, maybe they like chimps in the UK. They were a minority shareholder. There's basically, there's a lot of shit that goes down... In these production companies that we'll cover that later, because if we start it now, it'll just be a lot of speculation and finger pointing and me being angry about Canada. Yeah, so we'll hold our finger pointing for the end so these people can hear about the good, good space chimps. The good, good space chimps. This is the good space chimps, by the way. Spaceship, spa- uh, space chimps 2 only made $4 million. I would argue from what I have seen of the game... Um, the game was the good, good space chimps. This is just the good space chimps. And then the space chimps sequel is just space chimps. It's weird, uh, how decent the game is. But again, we will get to that in due time. Yeah, I think we should talk about the plot of this movie. And really, it's going to require a little bit of going through. Because now that I'm thinking back on it, I realize what that I was like wrong about some things. You you were just wrong about the plot of the movie you were supposed to be watching? Kind of. Because, like, I didn't understand why we were introduced to Ham first. Oh, yeah. I thought, I also thought Comet was Ham yeah, for, like, cause, five cause minutes. He has, he has this weird character narrative that doesn't make sense to me at all. And then he looks very similar to another space chimp. But we, we're, we're going to discuss that. Okay. We should yep. jump into the plot here. Let's hit it. All right, so the movie opens up, and we are at a circus. Ham the Third, the grandson of the first chimpanzee in space, is a cannonball. So not a human cannonball like they have in circuses. He is a chimpanzee cannonball. And his grandfather's friend, Houston, is very critical of his occupation. Yep. And uh, right away, this movie kind of looks like butt. Yeah, we get ourselves some very, very basic textures. There are really no crowd animations or crowds to speak of, and everything else just looks really poor. Like, in in very wide shots of the tent, there are no crowds. They're like little dot textures, and in close-ups of crowds, it's like very sparse attendance. It's very funny because the models... There's a lot of model economy in this movie. You can tell it was made on a low budget, and you can tell that they developed the models with the idea being like, okay, we don't have a lot of money, let's try and make the humans and the monkeys look okay, and then we'll move on with what we have. And then you cut to a crowd shot, and it's like janky-ass PS1-looking people made out of basic polygons, like, standing there awkwardly. It was like they went to the free section of 
a uh, 3D modeling website. And we're like, all right, what can we get? What has licensing that we can use? What what kind of looks like our movie already? Yeah, what kind of looks... They went above and beyond in the uh, matching of characters in this. Unlike what was... It's gotten to the point where I don't even remember what we watched. Was it partnered? Or was it the little panda fighter? It was Little Panda Fighter. Thank you. Yeah, the Little oh Panda Fighter was a fucking grab bag. I repressed Little Panda Fighter. Wow. Okay. You anyway. You certainly did. Oh, That boy. hot piece of ass fuck piece of ass polar bear. That was only like last week too. So it was very clearly I chose to forget Little Panda Fighter rather than it was in the very distant past. So they shoot Ham out of the, whatchamacallit, the cannon. And he's doing, like, flips and shit. I don't know how he's even able to showboat like that while he's in free fall. Like, he's, he's going doing flips and... outside of the fucking tent. Well, they have a locked camera, first of all. They've got a locked camera on a texture that is the background. So it's like they took an image plane in Maya, applied their matte painting, and then just animated him across their locked camera frame. Yeah. Which... Yeah, they did. Classic. Classic maneuver there. It's like animation one level shit in college. The skies in this movie you'll find are just matte paintings and some of them aren't properly aliased. Some of the backgrounds are as well. I have to say it. Yeah, there were a couple that were just straight like, oh, I can tell from the perspective on this that this is a 2D image. How did you mess that up? Yeah, they, there's quite a bit of that. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah, the, the one like good line I remember from the very beginning of this is like, Ham crashes into the into the ground because he fucks up his landing because he's stupid and showboating. And the circus master is like, he's good, folks. That's why I put a helmet on the monkey. And we're like, all right, cool. That monkey still has severe internal organ damage and probably broken bones and probably a concussion. Fun fact, that circus conductor was Keenan Thompson for the 90 seconds he was in this movie. Question, can monkeys get concussions? Answer, totally. They have skulls and brains. They're also, makes they're, sense. he's also not a monkey, right? He's an ape? He's a primate? He's a chimp. They're chimps. Right, but those aren't monkeys, right? Yeah, I guess chimps aren't monkeys. I was going to ask you this before we started. Uh, let's go with chimp. Yeah, so he's referred to as a monkey, but they are chimpanzees. So this is the introduction of our plot. They're supposed to be, and here's where I got confused, because, like, it seemed like Ham wanted to get to space. Like his Yeah, dream he was did. He space. looked at the moon longingly. He seemed really, like, into it. Yeah, his, his dream was to space, like his grandfather. Yeah. But that's why I was confused. Because we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So we cut to another plot going on here and this plot involves genocide and slavery so clearly it's the superior plot the unmanned nasa space probe called the infinity is dragged into an intergalactic wormhole and it crash lands on an earth-like planet on the other side of the galaxy zartog an evil-minded inhabitant accidentally discovers how to take manual control of the onboard machinery and he uses it to enslave the population these aliens are gross also they're terrible they have like a tiled texture on them you can see the seams they have weird beaks i hate them yeah especially zartog because he's got like a really really like pronounced what is that is it a philtrum is that what it's called that thing beneath your nose that little like divot oh yeah yeah Yeah. it's gross he's got a really pronounced one of that to the point where it looks like it should be his nostril nostrils yeah but it is not it is, in fact, just gross. It's like, I gotta say, I was, like, kind of pissed that they immediately cut to this and were like, look at these funny aliens. And I was like, no, I don't want this in the they, movie. They I was didn't... ready to enjoy the space chimps. Yeah, and there's no explanation of this at all. You just kind of get dropped on this planet. And, yeah, he, we see, I have explained to you that he enslaves the population, but from the start... We're not really shown any kind of enslavement. We just see people running in terror of the resident bully, who is clearly going to be our enemy of choice. And, like, they're not even that scared. I think they're more scared of the machine than they are of him. But, like, that's not... Yeah. They don't really go over it. It just... 
it doesn't work and you don't like the aliens. Like, I immediately was like, I hate all of these and I wish oh, yeah, they they're would gross. all die. They're gross. Yeah. So that was an immediate bummer. Just, like, big bummer. And, like, you're... There's, there's water on the planet? They talk about water on the planet. But it looks like goop. It's like nobody knew how to do water on this production. Yeah, the water is like a very standard uh, mercury-esque texture. Yeah, it's that's what it was like. It was more like mercury than water. And they call yeah, it it's Fresnar. very heavy looking. But like, the best part of this sequence was the... As Zartog takes over the machine, there is... Like, a little, like, this is what humanity and Earth is like. And the music over that human educational video sounds like 90s softcore porn music. Yeah. Don't ask how I know, but... Oh, we know how you know. Anyway, moving on. There are aliens here, and they're being enslaved. Fuck these aliens. Uh, The probe is gone, and the scientists in the science house at the science center, a.k.a. NASA have to find a way to regain contact with the probe to help retrieve their wayward spaceship. Technical genius chimp Comet gets the scientists to pick them as astronauts to explore the planet and get the probe back with the help of the fearless Lieutenant Luna and their bombastic commander, Titan, who is voiced by Patrick Warburton and is like the third worst character in the movie. Third worst? The aliens take up two slots. Mm, That's fair. Mid-2000s garbage 3d animation that was just trying to cash in on this weird animation boom it just sucks and like there's i really it's just bad i love that they gave up on doing hair immediately it doesn't move it's just modeled and textured and it's like it has highlights that don't move they're always in the same spot it's great i didn't even notice that because i was blatantly ignoring the uh everything about this movie honestly like (laughs) There, there's your lady scientist, your racist stereotype scientist, and your fat nerd scientist. That's it. That's what Except, we've got. So we've got some stereotypes, and one of them is super racist, and it's great. I, I kind of liked the scientist except for the racist one. Yeah. And, like, this is where I learned that that goop on the alien planet was supposed to be water. Because they were just oh. like, this planet has water on it. We can inhabit it. It's, like, almost, I think it's inhabitable. And so I, I was totally like, oh, missed that part water. that that goo that freezes the aliens is water. Fuck. Gosh, bitch, that's Fresnar. I think I was making a drink during this scene. God damn. I always got a couple spots in a movie where I'm just like, ah, I'm going to mix a drink. See, I really feel like I need to start doing that because I don't mix drinks while I watch this movie or movies in general. You so. got to do that. You got to just get up well, and accept the fact that you're going to miss three minutes of it to make yourself a drink. Next movie we pick, I swear I will drink. Don't drink too much. That's how we got Little Panda Fighter. Mm, I don't think that's how we got Little Panda Fighter. I think that's how we survived Little Panda Fighter. The Space Chimps. I didn't... Okay, starting off, the lip sync was not good on any of the humans to the point where I almost believed that this was a French film that was dubbed over. It was not. Um, It just really is just not great. But the chimps, like from this point, we hadn't seen enough of the chimps for me to hate them yet. But uh, in in my notes, I have give me a hot second. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Comet, the tech genius chimp, uh, after hacks in and he's just like, send us to space, send us to space. The senator, who is Stanley Tucci. uh, (laughs) Best reveal that whole movie. Yeah. Because I was like, that is not Stanley. It is Stanley Tucci. Um, that was my note at the end of the movie is just, holy shit, it was Stanley Tucci. I know. Like, the, so the senator likes this idea, but he's like, this is, uh, we're not going to get enough funding to send these chimps into space. We need the media. So he like, some, for some reason, this guy that is super not invested in space is aware of the identity existence and location of the grandson of the first chimp sent into space he he isn't he points at a picture on the wall of the original ham and is like where's that monkey i like that one okay and then they're like oh that chimp has died here's his grandson and they go and steal him from the circus with like black hawk helicopters right but this part's interesting to me because 
you'd think that all they would need to do to grab the attention of the media is say, hey, uh, one, we found a wormhole. Two, the planet on the other side of the wormhole may be able to hold intelligent life. And you're done. That's all you need. Yeah, like, that should be enough. Uh, there's a wormhole with a planet on the other side. We think some real stuff's going on over there. Yeah. So, Ham, this is where it gets confusing. Well, okay, it was confusing. But this is where it gets confusing to me watching it. Because Ham is not interested in the mission. No. But he gets launched into space anyway. We don't... Okay, I'm reading this aloud. Ham is uninterested in the mission, but he is launched into space despite his best efforts to escape the scientist's training facility. That's it. That There is so much that happens in between that and our next line of what happens in this movie. and But there's nothing that goes into detail about it. So I was like, oh man, we're just going to go from one to the other, aren't we? No, there's a whole fucking training montage. Yeah, there's a whole training montage that ended up being the entire trailer and commercials to this movie. Which, the reason I remember this movie is because it had aggressive advertising. Uh, I am unaware of any advertising for this film. So the entire training montage is a bunch of, like, jokes that Ham's the goofy guy and the other chimps are very serious about space training. And those jokes are the ones that made it into the trailer and were the entire trailer. Because it gives you... It doesn't show the aliens, which I think is what they were trying to avoid in the marketing. Yeah. And, like, I I hated that his name was Ham. Just because he is a Ham. Ha ha ha. He's, he's a jokester. He's... You know, our comedy relief. He's hamming it up. I hated that. Um, there were moments when I thought his cape was, like, clipping through the camera as the camera was moving. Turns out it's just garbage. And <laughs> I didn't understand Houston's role in this, the old mechanic monkey. Uh, Houston is only there because they need someone to be there with Comet. This is our D-plot, by the mm. way. There's only three seats in the rocket, and they've chosen Ham to be the third one instead of Smart Monkey Comet. Yeah. And this gets brought back up. They need Comet for the end of the movie. But it's like, why would you bother to have this lack of economy of characters in your script writing where you needed five characters when three could play the role? Oh, three could play the role. You could even... It, it, it's just a disaster. And you could just make Luna the one who's smart. No, you can't have that. You have to have a lady. This yeah, is she is the lady. No, no, no. This is 2008. You cannot have your lady character be the smart character. If she were just, like, the techno geek who liked space, I think it would have no. sold the concept a lot better. No, this, I'm telling you, this is 2008. You you have all of your character tropes. You've got your grumpy old wizard man. I can't, <laughs> wise man. I just think of wizard. Wizard chimp. You, you've got chimp wizard wizards. chimp. You've got elderly wizard chimp who is, like, your grumpy old mentor who slowly warms up to everything. You've got your tech genius, you've got your meathead, you've got your main character everyman comedy relief rolled into one, because those can't be separated out, and then you have the girl love interest. You cannot combine any of those tropes. I will say, Luna does have autonomy in the movie and does do some stuff. Yes, Luna is fine, but she's kind of like an unnecessary character. They were just like, shit, we need a girl. No, I think they realized that Ham couldn't, like, they needed Ham to make a turn and they needed a character to get partnered with him and they decided it would be easier if it were a girl or, like, more appealing. See, I... This is a movie made by committee to appeal to the most amount of children possible. See, I didn't get any of that. I got, like, Luna is the girl and that's it. We suddenly cut back to the aliens and they are like running over the grass texture. There's a moment where they are running over a grass texture. Like it, it, uh, they very clearly made what looks like 3D grass, but the aliens are over top of it completely. It's all of the textures in this are a nightmare and like cutting back and forth from the alien planet sucked so hard like they were it's clear that they were worried that the concept of the alien planet and the bad alien couldn't be explained enough in the third act to make you give a rat's ass about this villain yeah so we keep so they had to back. introduce him in the first five minutes like there's just a good like, way to have done that and they did not do it that way no and they like spoiled the fact that the chimps were going to an alien planet immediately it kind of I was expecting a movie that was mostly training montage, and then they do, like, a rinky-dink space mission, and Ham saves the day at the end. And instead, they're, like, straight, 
launched into space by minute 20. And I'm like, okay, all right, I guess we're doing this. I don't know what I expected of this movie. On the bright side, in this little cut back to the alien planet, we finally get to see some enslavement. Oh, yes, I know that that is what uh, gets your motor running. Gotta love it. So they get launched into space. The chimp training montage, Comet gets left behind with Houston, Luna, Titan, a.k.a. Patrick Warburton chimp, and Andy Samberg uh, get launched into space. They are put in a rocket and launched into space. So they do, like, the typical press walkout, like, on the catwalk to the rocket for this uh, space launch. It's the worst animated scene in the movie, too, because they only built, like, a half of a background with flat textures and, like, five crowd models that wiggle their arms gently. It's so bad. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. I forgot that scene existed, but it serves no purpose. That was, I no, think, what made me mad. So they have this disaster montage where Ham fucks everything up, and there are no consequences. Nothing happens because of it. Like, uh, I think you're supposed to assume that, like, Titan doesn't like Ham because of but that. Titan but Titan already did like Ham. Titan is immediately separated from the group for the rest of the fucking movie. Was he? Yes. yes. Sorry. You're right. And um, that, like, I don't know why they bothered to have three chimps if they were just going to separate one of them out. I would say develop their relationship, but nowhere in this movie when Ham and Luna are together is there any indication of a growing romance. I would like to address, um, they, there's a scene in space when the, the camera like pulls out from the three monkeys. So we've got Luna and Titan and Ham in the spaceship. And the camera is pulling back away from them so that you can get the reveal of how they're out in space and it's expansive, this, that, and the other. And the background and the glass, just the textures just suddenly load <laughs> behind them. The, so this movie got a DVD and Blu-ray release. And sometimes what happens is when you need a movie to deliver, you deliver it. And then there are some fixes, like a, a movie will go back. Well, I know that live action movies go back and sometimes they do VFX fixes for... As you do, yeah. Yeah, for, for home release and for streaming. The thing with 3D animated movies is you have every opportunity to fix this like before you deliver it because you're rendering it in-house. Yeah. But, but nobody... I don't know if nobody no. caught it or nobody cared, but there's no way that no one caught it. I think it was no, a no one caring situation. I'm real quick. It just it seems like they shoved this movie out the door and were genuinely surprised when it made money. I'm real quick gonna I just typed in space space instead of space chimps. Oh, space space. Space space. I'm making that movie. Space space and chimp chimp. Space, my two space, favorite space, movies. Um I'm going to look and see if anybody else pointed it out. Anyway, while I'm looking at that, um I got it. Okay, uh, so, montage, yeah, montage, montage. Uh, montage, montage, montage. The three chimps enter, enter the wormhole. Yes. No, there's, Titan there's and Luna. no goofs. Sorry, that was faster than I no. thought it would. There are no goofs. Moving on. The chimps <laughs> enter a wormhole. Titan and Luna pass out from the pressure, and Ham is left alone getting the task of the ship out of the wormhole and landing it. And they really wasted no time getting into space. <laughs> So it doesn't matter. They're in space. They're suddenly in space space like 20 minutes in. And we know for a fact, like we see in the training montage that when they reach 10 G's, Luna and Titan pass out. But that's it. Nobody seems to care at all. Yeah, that seems like the kind of thing you'd want to be like, oh, maybe we should get some more resilient chips. Yeah, or maybe we should train this more. But they were just like, nah, fuck it, ham is fine. And I guess that makes sense because everything is fully automated and that's a joke that comes in later. But at this time, you're just like, he's the only one, apparently, that can control this rocket right now. But he's dumb. We keep cutting back to the humans and thankfully they're not in the movie all that much. But you can practically see just the geometry that makes up these human faces and it is a poor 
poor geometry. The director has, or the senator, he has a scene where he yells, and I could imagine, like, somebody like Illumination going really big on that animation. Like, his eyes would bulge out, and his mouth would stretch to halfway across his head, and, like, it would really be a, like, big moment in the movie in terms of animation. And instead, it was just, like, his mouth flaps open and shut, his eyes narrow. I don't know if they knew how to do that, but I certainly don't think that they had rigs that had the ability to do that. Nothing squashed and stretched in this film. No, I don't even think the chimps did. No, they uh, were also only built to run on four legs. And you can tell because they have a run cycle in the next scene where they run on two for a minute and then they switch to running on four. It bothered me because I was like, this two-legged run cycle is terrible. And then when they switched to four, I was like, oh, it's because they like, did not plan for that. I mean, the fact that they managed to make something good as a quadruped just shocks me. You can tell that somebody on the animation team looked up, like, what what do chimps look like when they're running videos? Anyway, so there is a moment we have to go back. What's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of things that we talk about that we're going to have to go back and be like, yeah, this happened 20 minutes ago because there's no good way to address it. They have banana phones. They are literally, like, phones given to them by Comet, the smart chimp. He's just like, we can use these to communicate, guys, because we should stick together because we're friends or something. I don't know. Friendship! Friendship, the power of magic space chimp. Fuck it. Your goddamn banana phone isn't going to help with anything. They're on the other side of the universe. How does he think this walkie-talkie phone is going to work? We say banana phone, it's just like, where the hell did the banana phone come in? 20 minutes ago, but it didn't matter when it happened. No, it didn't matter at all. They don't even come into play until much, much later. So it's just like, well, here's your banana phone. They set up Comet just for the time that they need him at the end of the movie. They land on this planet. Like, I had a brief, brief moment of hope for this movie. When they landed on the alien planet. You had hope when they landed no, no, on the no, no, planet no, 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 that no, no, looked no. like it was hair follicles? No, no, no. Hold, Fuck please. Fuck you. Hold, please. I had a brief moment of hope when they landed on the planet as Ham is going down the stairs because it seemed like they actually put effort into the gravity. Like, it seemed like gravity was heavier. And then yeah. I realized a little bit later on that, no, it's just the animation team not being able to add weight to things well so everything is heavy and clunky you poor thing gravity is the same and their hands and feet aren't covered it's to remind you that they're chimps yeah so weird shit is happening there's a dick joke but i don't remember who makes the dick joke oh it was something about the banana phone no it's not about the banana phone that's another dick joke that comes later but oh my bad. So so they land on the planet and instead of having a scene focused on Luna and Ham, we cut back to the aliens. And uh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, so Zartog realizes that they're just like Zartog, there's another uh metal thing that landed on the planet and he's like I want it. Go get it. And somebody Oh, that's what the dick joke was. This his alien sidekick helper was like it's it's bigger than the one you currently have and he's like i need that one and the sidekick goes well it's not the it's not the size of the metal machine it's how you use it and i was like no why did you say that and then he like appoints a new guy as his sidekick and he's like go get the go get these prisoners and bring me back the space thingy and he's just like we need to hurry and they hop on these snails and we know, yeah. like, before you even get the joke, you know what the joke is because they very clearly are modeled after snails. But the way that they're sitting on the snails was just hilarious. <laughs> like, it, it looked like they were put, not in T-pose, but, like, just a normal, basic, like, hands-by-your-side resting pose and then just stuck on the snails. Like, they're straight oh, up. God. They are not mounted in any way, shape, or form. And then we cut back to Luna and Ham, and Luna is taking pictures and documenting the planet and doing it like a, a captain's log, but she's not a captain. She's a lieutenant? Also, the monkeys, the chimps, understand English, but they know that they don't speak English to the humans. Correct. And yet she's doing this captain's log as though her ooks and eeks will uh, make sense to somebody. Right. Well, I, I don't know what the intention was here. 
I think it was supposed to be like a Star Trek reference. Nobody cared. Luna is taking pictures of the planet and Ham is getting in the way. Ha ha ha. He's posing for these photos. The backgrounds are definitely matte paintings. They reuse some matte paintings over and over again. And then you cut sure to do. an actual like 3D modeled landscape. And suddenly there are these flowers. And Luna, the girl monkey, is like, ooh, pretty flower. I'm going to pick it. And then Ham has a moment where he's just like, no, in the circus, this was a trap. And of course, it turns out to be a trap. And it's just like a worm. And there's no consequences to that either. And then we have this very long, drawn out escape sequence. They do the chase sequence. They run. They fall. They go pomp. Yeah, that impact, though. And here's the advantage of everybody that was animating this. Just everything was heavy and clunky. That impact looked like it had weight. And I'm fairly certain that was unintentional and they were just like it is an impact but the way that these animations were handled in general everything was heavy so you drop a heavy object and it just fucking he slams into that ground and you feel it there are a lot of hard falls in this movie and they are all pretty like oh that's a lot of damage that champ just took he definitely should have been dead and oh, yeah. he plays it off like luna is just like oh no like my friend he's hurt or dead or injured and he's like yeah that and we're just like no stop they're exploring Him and luna explore that was that was what we were describing before was they're exploring Titan and the ship are taken by a group of aliens, and there are no ground textures, and it makes me so fucking sad. There's no ground textures. Any time they cut back to the aliens, I just get irrationally angry. Like, you see it in the notes every time, just like, fuck these aliens, I hate them, or I distinctly ignore the aliens altogether. I hate like, I'm these just aliens, they're gross, it. you can see the texture seams, they're tiled, their beaks are gross, why aren't they cute, why aren't they just gray aliens, is the planet living? What is this gross-ass environment? A.K.A. You're like, I'm very angry. Mel's complaints. I'm allowed to be angry. Uh, oh, you're totally and allowed. Titan uh, hangs out with the aliens, which is great, because I also hated Titan. So good. I'm glad that they paired up all my least favorite characters to take up screen time while I'm already suffering. Well, at least you knew which parts of the movie to skip. True. I did know one to get up. They just consolidated all your hatred. There was a really great moment. We knew it was coming, but, like, the aliens are just like, oh, look at the ship, look at this, that, and the other. And Titan, like, it, it basically he, like, drop kicked the door and was just like, hello, aliens! And you're like, I knew it was coming, but at least it's kind of funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a kind of funny. I didn't laugh, but internally I was like, huh. So I don't know how they know where they're going yet, but Ham and Luna head off to Zartog's palace, and on the way, they meet... One of the other inhabitants of this planet, Kilowatt. Kilowatt is a shortened form of another, like, an extensive alien name, and Ham is just like, we're gonna call you Kilowatt, because, like, fuck your native language. Racism. Kilowatt offers to lead them to the palace, but they encounter a flesh-eating monster in a cave. The monster blocks the exit, but Kilowatt distracts it and sacrifices herself so Ham and Luna can escape. Would you believe that this is, like, 20 goddamn minutes of this movie? All you need to fucking know is that Kristen fucking Chenoweth voices Kilowatt <laughs> and she instead of screaming she like vocalizes like she's warming up for a musical and my notes are just all caps Kristen Chenoweth three times in a row all caps sorry I was just so invested and then I start getting into shitting on it Meanwhile, I'm just like, the environments are fucking shit you in this. Ignored. They not hire any background concept artists. You just ignored Kristen Chenoweth. Meanwhile, I was like, this is the only highlight that I'm going to get in this film, so I'm going to enjoy it. No, I hated Kilowatt. I was so happy when Kilowatt died. Oh, no, I didn't like Kilowatt. I just like Kristen Chenoweth. Did not... Did not make Kilowatt any better for me. Oh. And Kilowatt's a fucking terrible character anyway and was clearly invented to sell toys because Kilowatt lights up. Yeah, Kilowatt also, now that I am thinking about it, is a light bulb. Yeah. Shit. It's a light bulb. <laughs> so she, Kilowatt, I think is a she. Nobody fucking cares. That's 2008. Um, she does not cast a shadow when she is lit up. And I have, I just love this fucking get out of my face 2008 is in my notes. Because <laughs> um, she, she's not casting a shadow. When she is lit up, it looks like she has been dropped on a solid background because she casts no shadow it doesn't matter if she's glowing she would be casting a shadow beneath her 
She still has a body. That's not how glowing works. This, like, 20 minutes of the movie was either unlit or lit by an intern because it's insane how bad it is for this sequence alone. Oh, yeah. This is not a good sequence. By the fucking way, there's a dance sequence. They put the characters in a line because why would you have any kind of dynamic camera? So we're putting everybody in, like, a dance line. And then the the little creatures that, like, make up they're basically like jello shot creatures that glop together <laughs> to form a larger thing. And they are imitating Ham. And Ham is just like, I'm going to make them dance with me. And then they just copy the animation keys from Ham onto the jello shots. And kind of, they have Kilowatt do the same thing, but delayed a little bit. So they basically only had to animate like two and a half characters for this scene. And it's gross. It just extends the chase sequence between them and the aliens that are, like, hunting them down for Zartog. Oh, yeah. And and then they go into a cave, which is where the flesh-eating monster is. So, in, in the plot that we just explained to you, within them meeting Kilowatt, they also travel a little bit, take a nap, dance, and enter the cave with the flesh-eating monster, and then Kilowatt gets eaten. Sounds like every one of my Saturdays. Yeah. The cave lighting before they get attacked isn't that terrible like it looks okay it i mean it's not like where it should be for sure but compared to the other lighting that they've had in caves it's better it's crazy to me because the characters look green screened even though this is all a 3d cg movie no they My definitely brain was just like they're not in. really there no they comp that you can tell oh. that they fucking just layered that shit on well good i'm glad this is gonna be probably the most speculative thing that i am going to say about this movie maybe it took so much effort to render kilowatt when she's oh, glowing cause... that they rendered yeah. everything separately and comped it together i could see that as being a problem on a movie this budget because kilowatt is glowing but she's not casting any real light she has no shadow, so I don't think they rendered out any shadows for her, or they just didn't have a shadow pass, or they just fucking ignored the shadow pass. And then yeah. Luna and Ham are lit differently than they would be if Kilowatt was their light source in this dark cave. And then we've got the monster, which has a different light source, and additionally, we have the background, which is lit by a different source than everything else. What we're saying is, it's not great. Kilowatt sacrifices herself. Thank God we are done with Kilowatt, right? Woo! Um, yeah, I was so glad to have her out of the movie. They leave this cave and, like, jump onto a cloud. And it's the cloud of id. And, like, they have, like, a psychoanalysis sequence because that's the cloud. The cloud, like, makes yeah, that... you realize your deepest, darkest fears about yourself. And then just Is that what was happening? Yes! I, like, looked away from the movie and suddenly they were talking psych and I was like, all right, this is for the parents. What happens is they go on the cloud and it's the cloud of id. The precursor to this, Kilowatt, was like, we have to go through the cave of the flesh-eating beast and then the cloud of id. Nobody escapes the cloud unchanged. They get on the cloud. So they exit the cave. The exit to the cave is a hole in a cliff face. That is it. They didn't put any effort into that. It is a hole in a cliff. So they get on the cloud. And they are just like, ugh, I'm depressed. They, like, the cloud, like, forms itself to, like, a little couch, like a therapy couch that you see in Freudian comics. And Ooh, comfy. Ham, like, lays down on it. And he's just like, oh, I'm so depressed. And Luna is like, why is that, Ham? And so Luna becomes the therapist of this scene. And Ham is just like, I, everybody wants me to live up to my grandfather and something, something, but I just want to live my own life. Honestly, I stopped kind of paying attention. Essentially, he has a realization about himself and his insecurities and the cloud, the cloud talks to them. The cloud has a moment where it's just like, my job here is done. Like you've realized something about yourself and it literally dissipates and just plummets them to earth. And I don't understand why that scene exists. You don't have to show growth if a magic cloud makes it happen for you. Fair. That scene could have played out in an argument between Luna and Ham, but then we would have to have yep. expressive characters and good script writing. Anyway, so Luna and Ham finally reached the palace. Thank God. Woo! We, we're almost done, right? No. 
No! So, they discover that Titan has been teaching Zartog the probe's features. Zartog is still ruling the planet with this probe. We say planet. There's, like, a patch of green grass that he is lord of, and I guess that makes him the supreme being. We see a wide shot of this. Air quotes around huge crowd of aliens is probably like 50 aliens and that's it they're all the same model in one or two colors i know that titan is the stupid like dumb jock character but he has to be getting like bad guy vibes off of zartog so why is he still teaching him how to use this probe i don't know titan's character was utterly useless to me and only served to like I guess, make us cut back to the aliens more, but I didn't care about him and wanted him to die. This is where it gets weird. They are going to leave. They rescue Titan, and they get on their spaceship. And they realize that the spaceship is damaged. They're like, oh, let's check the internals. Let's do some troubleshooting. And they open up the ship, and inside is a literal bell and a literal whistle. Yep. Because that's funny for kids, right? It's funny for adults, too, because the adults are like, why am I still in this movie theater? We realize that the monkeys were not, in fact, in control of this spaceship at any point. Like the person on IMDb pointed out, these NASA launches have been automated since the 1950s, and the monkeys wouldn't have been able to do anything anyway. Thanks, IMDb commenter. Fuck you, IMDb commenter. Yeah, the real fucking goof is the textures loading in behind them, goddammit. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Fucking goof. This movie was made. So there's a one-off line where Patrick Warburton is like, we were never really astronauts. Something, something. We, we could have been. And he starts listing things that, like, are seemingly unrelated. He's just like, we could have been art history majors. Nobody expects great things from art history majors. I feel like it was almost like a personal dig at an art history major. Because, like, that's a very specific like thing. Because you could have just said art major, but they went with art history major. I'll take my fucking chances. Kurt D'Amico looks like somebody that would hold a grudge against somebody, some girl that broke up with him in college that was an art history major. So he's just like, this is for you, Brenda. And Brenda, like, has moved on, has a loving family, and doesn't think about Kirk at all. Also, why would Brenda see Space Jam? There, I said it. Yeah, exactly. Well, he probably he's banking on the fact that Brenda has, like two and or three kids that she would take to go see this movie in the future we have to move on can we can we just skip to the end um uh, we're just gonna real quick read out the rest of this plot because if we don't us skipping around isn't gonna help so no. they rescue titan they board their ship as they're about to leave ham glances outside and sees zartog torturing some of the other aliens then he tells titan and luna that they indirectly sent the probe there which uh, so they owe it to Kilowatt to save the planet. First of all, they did not send the probe. The chimps were not involved in this at all. This was NASA. No. NASA's problem. Yeah. They do not owe it to Kilowatt to help save the planet because Kilowatt was in this movie for a total Kilowatt of five is... minutes and nobody cares about her. Kilowatt is dead. The three of them exit the ship and it blasts off and it's set to autopilot. So we also cut back, by the way, this is all happening in the same moment because the ship yep. launches into space goes through the wormhole and lands back on Earth all within like a 24-hour span. And the, everybody's like, oh no, the chimps weren't on it. And like, that's it. That's all we get. But they were... Th fuck it. Moving on. Zartog grabs them with the hands of the probe and he's threatening to dip them in the... F Fresnar? Fresnar. Freezy bees. The, in, in the mercury water. And that will freeze them and trap them that way forever until they eventually die and then they will be dead statues. Um, Titan, in a moment of brilliance, I guess, tricks Zartog into triggering an ejection mechanism for the probe, and that leads to his defeat. So he accidentally ejects himself with an ejector seat, and they gloss over the fact that they were just experiments the whole time, and Titan is supposed to be the dumb meathead, but he's actually been one of the more reasonable characters in this entire movie. So Zartog gets ejected, and then, ta-da, Kilowatt survived. Also, ta-da, the banana phones work. Uh, they made Kristen and Chenoweth do a shit joke. That was fun. Oh, yeah, they did. You pointed out that Kilowatt's people were in the crowd shot. I did not notice that. 
I looked specifically because they hadn't appeared in the movie yet. And I was like, where the fuck are Kilowatt's people? Why haven't we met another Kilowatt? Because she said they were all enslaved by Zartog. Yeah, why weren't they in the Zartog shots? Why wasn't that a plot point that they could have played with? Fuck you. Fuck you. Basically, that's why. Movie, don't tell me lies. So, Kristen Chenoweth's uh, being shit out by a monster joke (laughs) is followed immediately by another butt joke. And my comment to that is, we can be done now. They make another dick joke, and then they make a banana phone dick joke. And yeah, they, they do. realize they're just like, we can't, we have to redesign the whole probe to get home. And they do so with the planet's inhabitants in another montage. There's a volcano that exists, I guess. Uh, we kind of gloss it's over It's mentioned that. early on in the movie, and it's utterly useless. Yeah, so there's a volcano. And Houston, via banana phone is helping them redesign this probe so that they can launch themselves. They've got five minutes to make this happen, so they montage it, and we ignore the passage of time as we have forever. Kilowatt, we get a lot of close-ups on her, and she's not cute at all. And I basically just beg in my notes to stop doing close-ups of her. She's, like, cuter than the other aliens, which is not saying much. So they manage to launch themselves into space via the volcano, and just as they're about to re-enter the wormhole, Titan is just like, Ham, you're the only one that doesn't pass out when we do this. Therefore, you're the only one who can pilot the ship home. And I am so fucking thankful they finally acknowledged that. And yeah. so Titan and Luna pass out again. Ham is unsure of whether he can, like, whether he's up to the task. But then he has a mental conversation with his grandfather, who tells him to believe in himself and just do things Ham's way. And like, what the fuck? I'm just assuming that all of the repeat pressure and gravity and concussions really fucking with him at this point. Oh, yeah. Like, this third round of G-force, this whole 10 Gs is like too much for his brain now. And his brain is just like, in order to keep you from dying, we're going to give you this hallucination. And this last 20 minutes is just painful to watch. The only real good part about this last 20 minutes is the scientist banter between the three scientists. Because it's dry Agreed. and it's pretty good. Like, I'm I'm not that yeah. mad about it. But yeah, the uh, Ham maneuvers the ship after his hallucination, lands on Earth with Luna's help. Luna goes flying from the ship and gets another death scene, Ooh, yeah. by the way, where oh, she, she should have fakes been being dead. very, very dead. Oh, it looked like it fucking hurt. I did not see her like, fall because I think I was petting my dog at that point. But shameful. I knew that she would have been very dead. And uh, so the senator, under pressure from the press, decides to dramatically increase the space program's funding. The film ends with a celebration of the chimp's return. And in a post-credit scene, Zarthog is frozen and is peed on by a family dog. The end. Roll the credits. Did you know Stanley Tucci was in I'm this? I'm sorry. Roll the credits with the Bare Naked Ladies soundtrack under it. Was that the Bare Naked Ladies? I, okay. My notes, it says this rip-off Smash Mouth song. I fucking dare you. No, it was definitely Bare Naked Ladies. And I looked it up because I was like, holy shit, I haven't heard a Bare Naked Ladies song in forever. And I, they're immediately recognizable. I recognize them as not Smash Mouth, which is the Bare Naked Ladies. The only thing I have to say about this final sequence is Ham gives back. We have been calling it the banana phone this whole time. It's actually called a banana berry. Yeah, a very relevant blackberry pun in the year of our Lord 2008. Banana berry? That's what you fucking give me? Yep. No, call it a banana phone. That's funnier. Your banana berry joke didn't ever land. No, it was terrible. It's so bad. Also, did you stick around for the post credit scene? Because I didn't. I did. I thought about watching through the credits, but by the time I decided not to watch through the credits, the Zartog scene had happened, and then I stopped. I'm proud of you. No, like I said, I honestly, I thought about watching through the credits to see if I knew that anyone, anybody had worked on this movie. And then I realized that I didn't truly want to know if any of my friends had worked on this movie. Miscellaneous notes. The overall sound design wasn't terrible. Uh, I thought the EQ on this movie was a nightmare, thus the sound design didn't matter to me. That's fair. There, there were moments where I was like, huh, okay, I believe that sound effect. This came out the same year as Wally. Yep. Talk about the year of our Lord 2008. Animation was having its own space race. And like I said, 
<laughs> Disney Pixar was winning, as usual. We Obviously. had a ton of space movies. And I'm not talking, like, Space Chimps and Wally. I'm talking Space Chimps, Wally, Fly Me to the Moon, Dead Space Downfall, <laughs> and Journey to Saturn. The last two didn't really see a wide release. Journey to Saturn is a Danish sci-fi animated comedy that definitely did not see it, a wide release. But still. Dead Space is based on a video game. I'm aware. Uh, our listeners might not I'm be. I'm assuming that they are. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Anyway. I'm contributing. Basically, I'm helping. Yes. Basically, what I'm saying is everybody and their mom wanted to make an animated space movie. I don't know why, but they did. I got nothing for you on that one. I, you know? It, I guess it's because space is easy to animate. Maybe, but not Like, not you don't really. need a background. You just need some fucking stars. Well, you need a good star background. And, like, if you're doing planets, you have to have some level of concept design there. Like, uh, clearly, Space Chips did and it made $30 million. Oh, God. You don't talk about this. We have to talk about this. So, Space Chimps. Space Chimps was made by two entities, Stars Animation and Vanguard Animation. A little bit about Stars Animation. It had gone through so many rebrands before this. Stars Animation started as something completely different before Stars purchased a minority share of it and they rebranded to Stars Animation. And then after Stars Animation, they went through two more rebrands, resulting in the current branding. In 2011, Stars Animation was sold to a Canadian consortium and renamed itself to Arc Productions. Under that new owner, the studio was planning to do more proprietary productions, but then on August 1st, they announced that they were closing down the studio because they were filing for bankruptcy, and they locked out over 500 employees after telling them there was a payroll glitch and no one had been paid. Ah, yes. That lovely day when you go to work and you are locked out and can't take anything with you. So good. Yeah, I, I'm i going to take this opportunity to point out that this is, you know, an event that happens in animation. Uh, and it's not uncommon, but uh, I guess we just ignore it unless it's something that happens to a game development studio. You are very willing to get into internet fights over this and I respect you for it. Moving on. You do have facts. So August 1st. ARC closes its doors, locks out 500-plus employees, and says, Nobody's getting paid. Sorry. Bankruptcy. On August 10th, so nine days later, nine days later, on August 10th, 2016, following ARC's closure, Jamfield Entertainment entered an agreement to acquire ARC Productions' assets in which they call substantially all of the business. So... Basically, Jamfield Entertainment was like, the only thing that Arc Productions has of value to us is what they have created. There's yeah, nothing. Space Chimps. Yeah, Space Chimps. Within that same month, they are rebranded to Jamfield Productions in Toronto, and they are reopened and they re-enter business. They retain just about half of Arc's original staff, and they open on August 22nd. So in 21 days... They fully turn this shit around, and that is now what Stars is. So Stars became Arc, became Jamfield Entertainment. And so if you look up anything about this movie and you try and do it via Stars Animation, you're not going to get a lot. You're you're going to have to go through all the rebranding. It's a hot mess. <laughs> that explains why I couldn't find jack shit about anything. So, fun fact, when I was applying to jobs, I was aware of stars animation but i didn't know that they had been bought out and bankrupt and sold and moved and etc etc a whole bunch of times so when i was looking at jam filled i was like what is going on here and so i had to go <laughs> back and do all this research so i knew about all this but i didn't know that they were involved in space chimps vanguard animation is the other entity here and they are headquartered in glorious West Hollywood, a.k.a. WeHo, and they have studios in Canada and the UK. I want to meet Andy Samberg and just go, I loved you in Space Chimps, and watch his no, face. No, I want to meet Andy Samberg and just be like, wow, you know, of your body of work, like on a scale of 1 to 10, how proud are you of Space Chimps? 
And that's it. Now you just gotta and just walk you just away. Gotta be like, I loved you in Space Champs. Like nothing else. Like you don't even acknowledge he had a career. Yeah, just be like, you know, your your work on SNL is great, and like Brooklyn Nine Nine is okay, I guess. But like you peaked at Space Champs. He would probably laugh. I'm sorry, Andy Samberg. This is how I'm gonna get in Andy Samberg's pants. So, oh, I'm gonna make that Space Champs joke. Move out to LA with me. On it. Okay, thanks for Andy Samberg. For Andy Samberg. Speaking of. Space chimps. Oh god, this uh, is your pants? territory. Take it. This is all me, baby. Take it. Since it was 2008, Space Chimps had a licensed game on the Xbox 360, the Wii, the PlayStation 2, and the Nintendo DS. So many consoles. Dear god. It's like it's a very standard 3D collectathon platformer on the DS. It's a 2D collectathon platformer, but it's like very straightforward. There's no dialogue outside of cutscenes, so it's like this weird-ass, empty, quiet game where you're just running around doing the same things over and over again. Oh, I watched, like, an hour of this game because I was fascinated with the fact it takes place entirely on the alien planet, and the alien planet in the video game is actually designed, and it has stuff going on. There's trees, there's fauna, there's flora, there's puzzles. Like, there's a bunch of stuff and actual art and thought that went into creating the alien planet that isn't in the movie. The game looks way better than the movie. It does. Uh, I sent Emily a cutscene of the game because it looks as good as the movie. The models are a little worse, I'm not gonna lie to you, but they fixed the alien models for the game to make them though. less terrifying. Like, you can't do this, the amount of hair that they had. You lose some of the detail for the sake of making the game run better, which is fine. Yeah. Because I actually, you know, like, if I did a side-by-side, I would probably say that I preferred the game models. Agreed. Like, the game looks better, and it, it was a fine game. There's... A couple of people that speed run it, but, like, they're not professional the speedrunners. They're people that, like, fil- yeah, they film their TV with their camera, and uh, they speedrun Space Chimps in, like, 30 or 40 minutes. I'm sorry. They speedrun Space Why is Space Chimps a game that deserves a speedrun? That's a great question, and I don't know, because this game is really boring and looks the same for the entirety of it. I can't imagine that it's a game that lasts more than three hours oh anyway. God. Just based on the fact that there's, like, not multiple boss battles and there's only one-ish environment. Also, most impressive part, the Wii version uses exactly no motion controls. Oh my god. It is a regular-ass 3D platformer on the Wii. This is shocking to me. Absolutely Me too. I went out and watched that version specifically to see the motion controls and was genuinely surprised. I can't believe you did this. I do my research on the licensed games. You did that. I was probably, like horrified watching the Detective Pikachu trailer. Detective Pikachu and his dead little eyes. <laughs> That's a different conversation, my friends. Sadly, we can't do that movie next week. It's not out until twenty mid-2019. I know people that are working on it. Are they going to be arrested for war crimes? I don't know. So, that was Space Chimps. Uh, I'm going to... That's all we have? Tentative... Yeah, that's it, man. Video game is it. We gotta say whether or not we recommend it and then tell them what we're watching next week. No, Space Chimps is terrible. Shit, I have to pull up the movie list. (laughs) Space Chimps is terrible shit. You heard it here first, (laughs) folks. Space Chimps is definitively okay. I'm not gonna say that Space Chimps is a good movie, and I checked out in the last 20 to 30 minutes of it. It's one of those where you're just like, ugh, this is still happening. Yeah. I'm also real-time editing our documents, so we've got the just behind-the-scenes folks. We're, this is, we're just fucking winging this constantly. Where'd you put the movie I list? I moved the movie list to a new fucking thing so that I didn't have to go back to a different doc. I put it titled Perspective Episodes. You dumb hoe. What? Get to share that with I'm me. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm moving it. Yes. God. I've moved it to our folder. Can you see it? Yes. Thank you. Okay. I'm crossing out Space Chimps. Anyway. Good. I would not recommend Space Chimps at all. Good. Um, if you're going to watch a space movie, I, controversial opinion, I didn't like Wally either. So watch something else, I guess. 
I like the second half of Wally, which I feel like is also a crime to just be like, I didn't like the part of Wally that was artful. I like the part where it had a plot. That was another one that, like, I I guess. Oh, you put Valiant on here. Yeah, of course I did. I don't fucking know your life. I think we should stay away from space movies for the next one. Oh, you don't want to watch Fly Me to the Moon? No, I really don't, but thank you for asking. Of course. Uh, there's plenty of suggestions. Happily Never After 2 did just drop on Netflix. It did, but I feel like I'd have to watch the first one to understand it, and I really don't want to do another double feature right now. Sorry. If okay, I watch the second one, sorry that you I can't read to. a Wikipedia summary. God forbid. No, if we're doing this, we're doing this right, and I will suffer. I want to watch something that is either hot garbage or okay. something that at least is visually interesting but suffers. So I guess my choices would be Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart, which we should okay. watch in French, and I am listing French. You fucker. I'm sorry. Okay, here's my problem with that. I want to watch it in French because the English dub, there's, there's music in it that would probably make sense in French that does not make sense in English, Just and that's just a fault of a shitty dub. All right, so is that what you want to watch? I would either want to watch Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart or Alpha and Omega. Uh, I'm going to leave you to make this final decision. I think we should do Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart. It's artsy. We've done a lot of fartsy. Yeah, Let's do an we're artsy. We're doing Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart next week. Save yourself, don't watch Space Chimps, and definitely don't watch the sequel, but maybe play the game. This has been Animated Opinions, the only podcast that will cover every animated space movie made in the year 2008. I'm Melanie. And I'm Emily. And you agreed to that via contract. Please, as always, support us on Ko-Fi by buying us one box of wine a week. With your support, we can continue.